What does the Bible say about hospitality? I'm Katie, and this is the She Loves Podcast. Today, I'm going to do a quick survey through the scriptures of certain verses that speak to the topic of hospitality, how it's been near and dear to the heart of God's people because it's near and dear to the heart of God himself. Hey there, friends. Thanks so much for listening today. I am delighted to be here with you. I hope you're having a great day. My family and I, we just got back from a trip to the mountains and we escaped the sweltering heat of our hometown. We don't live terribly far from Death Valley. And it was hot here last week, like triple digits, yucky hot. So we got away during a fantastic time of the year to be in the mountains away from the Mojave Desert. It was great. The first time we went on vacation with our kids, we were like, why do people do this? Because our kids were so tiny. One of them had pink eye, and I think we had colds. And we were like, you know, let's just go to grandma's house so we can sleep and someone else can watch our kids. Grandparents are so amazing. When we go and visit my mom and dad or my in-laws, they love to play with the kids and we get to sleep. It's so great. But uh, we decided we would try again to get away just us and the kids and it went much better no one was sick we had a lot of adventures we had a great time we went kayaking biking hiking it was really great and i can understand now why why people take the time to do stuff like that uh yes so i hope your summer has been great maybe you've had a chance to escape i know everyone has to be kind of creative with some of the travel restrictions right now but i hope that um you've had an opportunity to make some great memories with your family this summer So this week was supposed to be a practical tips episode on hospitality, but you're going to have to wait one more episode because I just, I didn't feel like I was done making my case for hospitality. I mentioned a few Bible verses in the last episode, but it wasn't enough. I was like, there's not enough Bible density here. So I asked Google to give me a list of verses on hospitality. I do use Google sometimes to study the Bible because you know like you can only remember like a phrase. You just type it in the search bar and it'll tell you, oh, that's from 1 Peter 4, 6 or whatever. Um, So Google gave me this list of 100 verses on hospitality. One, zero, zero. And I'm not going to read them all today, but I thought it was really interesting that hospitality is celebrated in like every genre of the Bible. So today, I'm going to walk through a smattering of Bible verses with you that speak to hospitality and celebrate and encourage it. My hope is to accomplish these two things. I want you to realize that hospitality has always been a way of life for the people of God. And that is because God is a God of hospitality. He is a welcoming God. He removed barriers so that his people could be restored to him and come have relationship with him. And we, as his people should be imaging that aspect of our God that welcomes and and draws and creates spaces for relationship. And so I hope you realize that it always has been a way of life for God's people and that you'll make it a way of life for yourself. And then I hope you'll just open your heart to the Holy Spirit and ask him, how can I grow in this? How How can I practice hospitality better? It may not mean that you have more dinner parties. <laughs> it Hospitality, like I mentioned in the last episode, it's not just literally opening your front door to guests, though it certainly includes that. But Christian hospitality, it it is a heart. It is an attitude. You can't just like do the action of hospitality and leave out the part where you engage in relationships 
from the heart. Christian hospitality includes a warm and welcoming attitude. Um, it's not only an action. It includes action, but it's not just action. So um, ask the Lord how you can grow in this area. Um, it might just be cultivating a better heart attitude, or it might actually be an actionable thing I could do to be more hospitable. I don't know um, what it will mean for you, but I would encourage you just to ask the Lord, how can I grow in this? So without further ado, let's do a quick survey through the Bible on what it says about hospitality. So starting in the books of the law, Deuteron uh, Genesis through Deuteronomy, Exodus 23, 9 says, You shall not oppress a sojourner. You know the heart of a sojourner, for you were sojourners in the land of Egypt. Leviticus 19, 34, it it's, it mirrors the sentiment. It says, you shall treat the stranger with sojourn, who sojourns with you as the native among you, and you shall love him as yourself. For you were strangers in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Leviticus 19.34. These verses are rich because God is appealing to the memory of his people. He says, remember you know what it's like to be a stranger and an outcast. You know what it's like to be living in a place where you feel like you don't belong. And I have welcomed you into my promised land. So that whole thing that just happened to you, that you were strangers and now you're home. When you meet strangers, you do that for them. And we know what it's like as Christians because we were outcasts from the presence of God. Yes, we were certainly his enemies, but the we were not settled. We were not home. And Jesus paid for our sin debt and opened the way for us to have a relationship with God. And though we're waiting for our final consummation in heaven, we're home, right? We know what it's like to be home and welcomed by our God. Since we know what that's like, we should be imaging that to other people. We should be showing that same welcoming and drawing and, and wooing to uh, others through our everyday actions and through our heart attitudes. We know what it's like to be outcast and welcomed. So when we meet the outcast and welcomed, we should be showing them hospitality because that's what God has done for us. Isn't that so neat? I love that. Uh, I'm going to jump ahead to the books of history. Yes, you can find hospitality in the books of history. In fact, I mentioned this story in my last episode, the story of the Shunammite woman. The prophet Elijah was continually passing through her town. So she pitched this plan to her husband. I love this. She says to her husband, Behold now, I know that this is a holy man of God, in reference to Elijah, who is continually passing our way. Let us make a small room on the roof with walls and put there for him a bed, a table, a chair, and a lamp so that whenever he comes to us, he can go in there. I love how she like has this whole plan, this whole blueprint, a whole Pinterest board of how she's going to decorate the guest room. I'm just kidding, obviously, but she has a plan of practical ways that she's going to make this prophet welcome in her home. I think that's a great example of hospitality. It does include practical, thoughtful actions that welcome people into into our spaces. I think the Shunammite woman was a great hostess. We can definitely learn some lessons from her. Psalm 63, 8. This is the book of poetry, a book of poetry. There's more than one. God settles the solitary in a home. He leads out the prisoners to prosperity, but the rebellious dwell in a parched land. I love that. God settles the lonely or the solitary in a home. When you meet God, your home 
Do you know what it's like to walk into someone's house and maybe you've never been there before, but you're like, I'm home. I, I want my home to be like that. I want it to have that, that welcoming feeling. I can think of times where I've been in someone's house, maybe for the first time, and just felt like I belonged. Like this is where, this, is, this must be what heaven feels like. This is, this is home. Ah, that's what God does for us, and that's what I want to do for others. God settles the lonely in homes. I can't leave out the Proverbs 31 woman, and her, uh, her little section of the Bible comes from the books of wisdom. Uh, Proverbs 31:20 says, She opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. I love that generous, that generous heart opening up to those who are in need. Um, the books of prophecy, that's where you get into those thick judgment books, those passages where God um, is just, uh, he's calling his people to repentance and warning them of the consequences. This verse of judgment was real interesting to me. You know the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. Even if you don't know all the details, Sodom and Gomorrah are frequently uh, referenced as like the epitome of wickedness, Right? Listen to this verse of what God pinned on Sodom and Gomorrah. I always think of their sin as like just flagrant, really, really bad stuff. Like not something I would ever do because I'm not that bad. Listen to Ezekiel 16, 49. Behold, this was the guilt of your sister Sodom. She and her daughters had pride, excess of food, and prosperous ease, but did not aid the poor and needy. Ouch! They had excess and prosperity and they didn't share it. And that was one of their sins that they were punished for. Yeah, that kind of comes closer to home than I'm comfortable with. Let's not do that. I don't want to be compared to Sodom. I would, I would much rather be compared to the heart of Christ, which is where I'm going next. Let's jump into the Gospels, the four books of the Bible that tell us the story of Jesus. Jesus had a lot to say about hospitality, um, so I'm going to camp here for a couple minutes. Uh, he said to the man who had invited him, When you give a dinner or a banquet, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors, lest they also invite you in return and you be repaid. But when you give a feast, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the just. So Jesus is encouraging us not to just do hospitality to the people who are easy to engage, our friends and our neighbors, not to be partial in our hospitality, to only invite people who can do things back to us. In fact, the real reward is going to happen when you do hospitality to people who cannot repay you. See if you can outdo it, if you can uh, do so much for them that there's no way they could repay you back, or, or maybe they're just simple and don't have the resources you have. Seek to show hospitality, not just when it's comfortable, but when it's uncomfortable, and it's someone you don't know well, and someone who couldn't do anything in return for you. That's real, where the real blessing is, according to Christ. How about Mark 9.41? 
He says, For truly I say to you, whoever gives you a cup of water to drink because you belong to Christ will by no means lose his reward. And then similar sentiment in Matthew 25, 34 through 40. This is the parable of the sheep and the goats. And Jesus is saying to those who are welcomed into his kingdom, the righteous, Come, you who are blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Just a quick side note. I love that it says prepared. Jesus prepares heaven for us. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them. Truly, I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brother, you did it to me. If Jesus knocked on your door and asked you for a glass of water, I mean, that would be a big deal. But he says, when you show generosity to people who are unimportant, can't pay you back, strangers, those who are in need, when you do that, it's like you're doing that to him. Doesn't that give a glorious, uh, it just makes even mundane comforts like, you know, getting your guest water. It makes it beautiful. My daughter is really into, she just figured out how to use our water cooler. We have like one of those, uh, you like push the button and the water, you have to like pour the big heavy jug into it. You know what I'm talking about. Well, she hasn't been able to use it for a while. And she just figured it out. And it's so funny. She loves to get us all water. Um, so I'll get, I get water for you. I'll get water for you. And um, what's funny, though, is she doesn't, like, get that you're supposed to fill it up. She'll give you, like, a gulp. So there'll be, like, an inch of water in there. But it's so cute because it's from a two-year-old. And uh, so we just say thank you and we drink our gulp. And then we go get more. <laughs> I love it. Anyways, giving people a glass of water in the name of Christ. It's like doing it for him. That's so neat that we can uh, serve Christ like that. Moving on to the book of Acts. This is the story of the early church. It says, And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts. Lots of potlucks happening in the book of Acts. (laughs) God's people enjoy being together and they love to share with each other. Um, there's lots of hospitality happening in the epistles, which are the letters to the early church. It's where we get a lot of our church, well, it's where we should get all of our church practices from. Uh, Hebrews 13.2 says, Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. And that's um, kind of celebrating Abraham's act of hospitality when he entertained angels but didn't know it. Uh, <laughs> I like this one. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. First Peter 4, 9. Doesn't God know what we need? Do not complain about those dishes. It is okay. Show hospitality, but don't grumble. Straightforward, to the point. Uh, how about Romans twelve thirteen? Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Galatians six ten says, so then as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone and especially to those who are of the household of faith. Galatians six ten. Love that. So the epistles are full of just straightforward commands like 
be hospitable. Do it. Uh, and in the apocalyptic literature, the book of Revelations, I'm not going to read uh, the specific verses, but if you look in Revelation 19, verses 6 through 9, you can read a little bit about the marriage supper of the Lamb, which is the feast that Christ has prepared for his bride, the church. So if Christ is going to serve us a feast in heaven, what in the world would stop us from serving people here on earth? I mean, I, I love you and you're important. You're so important that Christ would die for you, but you know, you're, you're not, you're no, I'm nobody. I'm just, why in the world would Jesus save me, prepare heaven for me? But he did. And if he did that for me, what in the world, as I said, would stop me from doing that from other, for others? Crazy thought, right? Christ serving us a meal, a beautiful thing. So that concludes our walk through the Bible. Um, I hope that you will see, as I said at the beginning of the episode, the hospitality. It's always been a priority for God, and it's always been a priority for the people of God. And then I just hope you'll take some time to ask the Lord how you can grow in this area, how you can image his heart, his welcoming warmth, in a better way and that you will be a woman of hospitality. Thank you so much for listening today. What a delight. I'm so glad you made it to the end. <laughs> if you'd like some more of the She Loves podcast, you can look me up at Fearless Laugh on Instagram. I'm praying for you that this message will make a difference in your life and that hospitality through your hands and your feet and your home and your heart can do something to change the world.